Welcome to the Mucked Up My Self Care podcast. I'm Jill from New York. And I'm Linda from Tasmania. We are two moms from opposite sides of the world who are living, demonstrating, and helping moms across the world fill their self-care asset bank. Ready to dive in? Messy, interrupted, imperfect, and most of all mucked up. Let's get going. Good morning. Good evening. <laughs> it's not even bright and early for you. It's dark. No, it's like dark for dark both of here. us. <laughs> wow, that's actually probably one of the first where it's dark on both of our <laughs> windows, even though you can't see mine. Mine's just there. It's um, it's a good start. <laughs> Although we, we were still light tonight at 9 p.m. So we're getting towards the summer season. Yeah. Yeah. The sun should be rising soon. I mean, it's 6 o'clock here now, but. Okay. By the time we finish recording, maybe the sun will be behind me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little brighter. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, highs and lows. Let's get right into it. You want to share? You want me to share? You go first. Okay. Let's see. Um, Low, we're going to start with, because I like to end on a high note some days, Um, is... I have finally gotten blood work back for hormone testing with all that fun mess of trying to figure out where levels are and if there is a reason for ragey fits and anything else like that. And I am all good. All the levels are just perfectly fine. There is nothing wrong with me, according to some doctors. And now I don't know what to do. So oh it's like now I have this whole big question bittersweet yeah like I'm so Mm. happy things are great inside my body but they're not great inside my body (laughs) (laughs) like this PMS stuff needs to be fixed so now I'm like on this whole big research path of finally actually doing the work and getting books and figuring out how to navigate and change my lifestyle to work around this horrible week of PMS symptoms. So this week, my book should be in the library for me to go pick up and it'll be good Christmas reading. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> so it's, it, it's my low, but it's, it will become probably a high at some point after a little bit of research and figuring out my schedule. So Keep there changed. will be some changes coming up yes yes um and let's see my high is gonna be Declan and his his mannerisms that he's picking up he's getting to be so stinking cute like (laughs) oh my gosh he thinks it's hysterical to retell this story (laughs) but he sat on the couch the other day and goes hey babe where's my phone talking to me (laughs) and Bobby was sitting right next to him and thought it was hysterical and I'm like yes are you talking to me (laughs) (laughs) call me babe (laughs) (laughs) so now when Bobby gets home from work he goes hey hon because that's what I say when Bobby gets home (laughs) using these terms of endearment like we use for each other and it's just so stinking cute 
And there's just yeah. so many other things that are popping up now. Like mm-hmm. oh, he said, whatever the other day. And I about, we had a talking to them. I'm like, don't you ever say whatever and walk away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really stinking cute. And I'm like, I can't be mad, but I gotta be mad. Like, how do you parent these cute little things and quips that's like. Yeah. Yeah. We were at the park the other day and Quinn walks up with his teddy under his arm and and says, hey, girls, <laughs> like with a little flick of the hair. <laughs> yep, it's really beginning already at three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, he was flirting hardcore last night at a party we were at. Dude, you gotta stop it she's seven times your age <laughs> yeah. uh, wonderful oh, so that's my highs and lows linda let's hear yes. from you oh goodness so i'm also going to start with a low which is also going to turn into a high i reckon at the moment i've had a week of unpacking quite a bit of heavy deep emotional baggage I've probably been carrying along for way too long and some deep unraveling if you like uncovering of past stuff that's coming up in different ways and it's deep stuff so I've had some big fat ugly cries <laughs> Feel you. Mm-hmm. and I needed those cries definitely so I do feel a bit lighter today. I have been able to tick a lot more things off my to-do list than perhaps for a normal Monday in the past. So that's progress. And yes, on the way forward. And my high, I thought about this one earlier today. I think it could have been a few months ago. Alex was reading something which basically said that science tells us that hugs that last for seven seconds or longer uh, help us to live a longer life or they help us to feel more love or it was something along those lines basically. So now each time he comes up and gives me a hug, he counts out loud to seven or more, usually ten. <laughs> I love and and then we have this big long beautiful hug rather than just a, a quick sort of one that I get from the eleven year old. Uh, so it's so beautiful, and I just want to treasure that so much and speak that out loud to celebrate that today because it's so so sweet and so beautiful. I love that. And yeah, it's just wonderful that he's read that somewhere and now applies it. He's changed the way that he has a hug now because it's no longer just this quick sort of thing without that much intention. He's actually thinking about how long it lasts and cuddles right in and gets really tight. And yeah, it's for him, there's a purpose now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um something that I'll definitely hang on to for as long as I can. Without becoming overly attached, I just I do love his all the, all of their hugs, and it's really important I think for a lot of our healing and moving forward and change, like physical touch, 
is proven to be able to change our nervous system and help us connect and help us in so many ways. So, yeah. Yeah. I love Declan we hugs. Hug like, one day. We will hug one day. No, I'm looking forward to that. 2025. That's my goal. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And we'll count out loud to yes. 70. <laughs> what a timer. Everyone will, everyone will look around and be like, oh. Get a room. That's what they usually say around here. Remember back in episode 32 of the, 33 of the podcast. 34. What what episode are we even recording? (laughs) See, we can't count already. It'll just be a. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) So I think that's important to think about that growth and I'd love to know the growth that we've had in our self-care and what are we doing to change our self-care since starting this podcast 34 episodes ago (laughs) so I think there's been a lot of changes for each of us as we meet each week to to talk about what we're doing and how things are affected by it what we our lives for what we want to have self-care look like for us yeah, absolutely. And it's ongoing. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we're constantly getting things thrown our way where we're like, okay, this is a shift in our lives. So how do we shift what we do to better ourselves? So like, I'm having to shift my calendar because that's not working for me, especially now having to plan out in more detail according to a cycle instead of just what works for the week and what things are happening in that week so now I have to do this whole big shift to try and care for my body in a different way Hmm. so I think for me that shift has been happening all year long already without me realizing it because things have gotten either less intense with workouts or a little bit more messier with meal prepping and planning to kind of allow for this breakdown of let's just stop what we're doing regroup and replan in a whole different way kind of like almost a rebirth especially during this advent season that we're in like kind of all fits eerily um really well together divinely Mm -hmm. I don't know We'll see if there's a, what the timing and purpose is behind that one. <laughs> but I think that is the first step we often need to do in order to change. For instance, the way we're approaching self-care is to recognize it. And this podcast gives us an opportunity to say it out loud and unpack or understand or get it out of the head <laughs> so that that recognition can happen. Oh, for sure. And that's, that's how we can make the change. Yeah. Or sometimes you might say it out loud and be like, no, actually, no, I don't think that was quite what I thought it was going to be. Or I don't think that lines up with 
my life right now or my values or my cycle or whatever yeah, else is happening. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just shelve that one for 10 years when the kids are sleeping through. <laughs> just in the vault for the rainy day. <laughs> yeah. The regular one. <laughs> and this has been a good platform to work out what is and isn't working as well. Yeah. Like this weekend I booked myself a massage for the first time in two years, probably I think it was the last time I got a massage because I had this huge knot in the back of my shoulder. And it's definitely from carrying a child on one side of my body and from sitting at a computer all day, every day, you know, working from home life. Um, and I was like, Ooh, maybe this should happen like quarterly to promote better muscle health in my body and like really take care of me. But I'm like, can I really actually fit this in as a quarterly disciplined self-care thing? And, you know, as we're talking about what kind of changes do we need to make to our self-care is that, you know, that's now got things turning in my head. Like, is that really something I need to start working in? Especially if I am going to be doing this more being in tune with my body kind of whole plan for the next year so you know when you do something are you afraid of having to give something up in order to fit it in or are you thinking that it could be something that you just let go because you have to prioritize other people or other things or what's going on easily fit in but it's almost like is it worth it like is the value of a massage for me as self-care really what's going to fill my cup but do I not know until I actually do it disciplined enough like some of the other self-care practices that we do to know whether or not it will fill my cup in the way that I am expecting it to because I'm yeah I came home afterwards and I was like yeah okay this was good but it didn't get what I needed done so I need to do it again but now am I going to get sucked into that? I need to do it all the time. But it, And then it becomes no longer self-care because it's now just something I'm chasing instead of something that is filling me up. I don't know. Mm. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked before about expectations and self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think in order to make changes, we can't just take a one-off event in yeah. something like this <laughs> be like yeah. nah not for me or yes I love it and then we try it again another time and our expectations are, <laughs> we think that it's going to be like the first time which it never can be like the first time again I know you said you had it a few years ago but it probably felt like it was the first time and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's also you know it depends on where you're going who's doing it for you and there's so, so many different factors but I mean it's even mm-hmm. Linda, you've been doing more different kind of exercising routine and you've seen how it's, you know, you've been able to tack it on for a few days and then kids had holiday and it's now like, where are you with that? Like, is it a change that's going to stick or are you still flip-flopping with your availability to get there? Yeah. So I'm actually looking at negotiating at the moment on how that will actually work 
for a couple of angles and reasons. So I'm looking to see if I can purchase like a 10 pack of sessions rather than having a weekly payment because some weeks I might only get there once and some weeks it might be three times. So committing to three sessions a week may not be as practical as saying, okay, I've got these 10 to use. If I do three and one and three and two, that's a little bit more flexible with my schedule. <laughs> so that's where yeah. it's at at the moment. However, in those few weeks that I did commit to my exercise and physical health, I noticed a drop in my resting heart rate, better quality sleep, better mental health. <laughs> so the cost is only one number on a page. The actual benefits far outweigh the cost. At the same time, I still need to buy the 20 gazillion snacks that the toddler wants all day, every day sometimes as well. <laughs> no, I still need to be responsible Yeah. at the same time. So just working out, working through that little hiccup for a second. But I really do think it could easily stick for me because I can see so many benefits for it. Mm-hmm. So when we can see a change and recognise the benefits, recognise that it's helping our self-care, recognise that it's better for us, better for our family, better for whatever reasons that might be, like you were just talking about the value that we have, it's almost a no-brainer. The change doesn't feel as hard. Yeah. <laughs> the commitment the discipline that's required to change our calendars or that sort of thing needs to also be worked into that. Yeah. (laughs) I think those results are what can fuel us sometimes, especially when there isn't something tangible that we have to, to give us that satisfaction in a way like that, that proof that it's working so that's also something to consider like what what is it that it's doing not just filling our cup but like what are the other benefits that we're getting out of that what is the proof that it is worth it for us and not a waste of time or a waste of our where we're focusing our energy Mm. um but like we've already been just saying now like it takes a few times to figure that out like you didn't just try the gym one day and see all those different results it's you went for a few weeks and got those results Mm -hmm. and you know that now we have to make the decision is this something we can fit in financially as well as time so it's like okay so what was the self-care thing that wasn't working now but you can replace that with And just backstepping for a second on what you were talking about, the incremental changes and often the steps that we take, maybe perhaps without acknowledging or realising or saying out loud, perhaps until they're to a certain point. I wonder if as we're flexing or building our self-care muscles and taking on those small incremental 
changes, that means that our self-care perhaps it fluctuates. Like change itself isn't linear. I know I've talked about linear and <laughs> all the mess that comes with, with change and sometimes it's two steps forward, 80 steps back or eight steps back and then another 100 steps forward. So as we're doing those incremental changes, I wonder if they are always recognised and I also wonder if we then start to find other ways to build on the self-care that we're changing over time. So do we get our muscle built up to a certain level of self-care and then we're able to add more rather than trying to add. And add and add and add. And, and add, add and add. Like we're, instead of trying to add 80% at a time, mm-hmm. if we're adding 8% slowly over time, are we then able to add more than if we were to, to do one really fast and really. Yeah. Am I well, making I'm, sense? Yes, because. <laughs> yeah, and I'm you know, with this, the stuff I'm already like trying to immerse myself in with the cycles, it's like, we have two really good weeks where we're in great moods and we can do a whole bunch of stuff. Like that's when we're going to be exercising heavier and we're able to do new things and have the bandwidth we need more easily coming to us to do these things. And then we have, you know, another two weeks where we just need to rest and prepare for, the shit show that's about to come on us. <laughs> so we don't do those things and we rest and we don't add on new things. We go back to the things that work that we know. So that reminds me of, you know, that's what comes to my mind as you're talking about where we're going to build on. So yeah, like those weeks where we're going to be really, you know, lazy and want nothing to do because we're so out of it. That's going to be the week where we don't add to our self-care we we go back to our vault and we know okay I know I can handle this self-care because that's where my muscles lie you know that's where I can get to without needing the bandwidth to figure out is this going to work for me and then those weeks where we're in this golden time our muscles are ready for okay go ahead give me the extra weight let's strengthen that now and okay so can we add this self-care practice and can we intensify the self-care practice of that week so I like where you're going with that because that that makes Mm -hmm. sense and now the cyclical um aspect that I have in my mind (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and I think we need to build that self-care muscle for those lower times so that we're then not trying to take shortcuts. I actually read a quote today, which I, I I love. I'm going to write it on the wall. It said, the longest distance between two points is the shortcuts we try to take along the way. I like that. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. like things that we've been told in the past. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because when we try to skip those basic foundations in anything, not just, self-care we end up taking the long route yeah and we're if our back. foundational if our foundational self-care isn't built in a way that's sustainable and can change us for the better mm-hmm. 
we're flip-flopping around. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, been there, done that, mucking yeah. up every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> so trying to nail the basics is something I definitely would like to try and improve. <laughs> and if you can't nail the basics, it doesn't mean you've mucked up completely because all effort is acknowledging that you matter all Mm -hmm. effort towards your self-care is in some way (laughs) application and important Um, I just I do think that those foundations Mm. are often I'm wondering yeah for sure (laughs) I'm wondering if like our basic self-care that we all need to really strengthen that muscle of is what you're saying is acknowledging that our self-care really comes down to just knowing that maybe today I don't need to do anything or maybe today I can do something yeah Um, or I'm going to eat extra ice cream yeah like just that (laughs) but like what is that basic basic thing for you that you need to give your permission that you need to give yourself permission to do and that be your base line of where you grow your self-care from. So on a really, really crappy day when you know you have a stack of dishes that need to be done or the laundry needs to be done and you know you're not going up and down those stairs today and maybe you need an extra hug, you know, maybe it needs to go from two seconds to 10 seconds (laughs) and that be that baseline that's where you remember, okay, the next time that you have that that low day, that's where we start. We start our favorite TV show for half hour, getting a hug mm-hmm. from that special person, and then seeing where you are and, okay, maybe we can empty the dishwasher. Yeah. Or we can at least put all the clothes in the hamper off the floor, and that's it for mm-hmm. today. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's It's an understanding. It's a level of understanding, I think understanding of our bandwidth, our hormones, our emotions, our brain, our mind, our insert whatever word is appropriate for you. It, it's a it's definitely comes down to a lot of understanding, I think. Of yourself. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think that's what's sometimes mm. missed when self-care is encouraged. Yeah. Um, it's also you know. something that is really sent into upheaval after having babies yeah our understanding of ourselves shifts so drastically and so much as we enter this phase and that's a phase that we can both talk to right now however for many listening who may be grandparents that's another phase as well which requires more understanding yeah. Um, menopause is another phase which requires a, a different level of understanding yourself. We're, we're constantly changing. We can't think that we understand ourselves on day dot and that's <laughs> locked in. Oh, because, yeah. No thanks. I don't want to be who I was <laughs> at 21 or like well, or 18 <laughs> or seven or like there's many parts of me that I. I don't want to be that person for the rest of my life. How boring. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jill's thinking out loud on the screen. <laughs> See it all the face. No, it's the evolution of what we go through for growth needs to have an evolution of what we do for ourselves as well. Like, yeah, I probably wouldn't go do the same activities that made me happy when I was, you know, 10 years ago versus now. Um, there's a lot mm. more to think about and consider, obviously, with yeah. having children, but also yeah. the toll that it would take on my body or my mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Good for thought. Yeah. Mm. Uh, constantly evolving and changing <laughs> yep. transitions in life man mm-hmm. yep welcome to unstucking your muck <laughs> i'm just glad we get to do it together <laughs> i am so so grateful every oh, single day it's amazing yep yep the best uh-huh. I uh, I just hope that we can inspire others with this conversation on understanding yourself better. Yeah. Any place in the change. Okay. Yeah. So, until next week. We hope you can unstuck your book. Mm-hmm. Bye for now. Bye.